Hey, this is David Perkins, pastor of Radiant Church. Thanks so much for checking out our podcast. I hope and I pray that the content helps you grow as a follower of Jesus. We'd love to see you at one of our services on Sundays or maybe at our Bold Conference this summer. Remember this, those who look to Him are radiant. If you've got your Bibles, we're gonna go Acts chapter one. And here's kind of the dream for this summer. We've been in this series uh, in Psalms as we, as we walked through this challenging season together. And we just sang the lyric about, God, you can light up any dark situation. And, and I really want this summer, as we come out of this season, for us to come into this summer with great faith for God to be at work in Kansas City. And so we prayed into 2020 being a year of harvest believing that God was at work and we were going to see people come to know Jesus in 2020. And so as we moved into this new space, that was what we were praying and believing for. And I really want to just dive into that over the summer and talk through some of the themes in, in uh, Acts and believe God that people will come to know him, that when we sing songs like God of Revival, that those are not just empty lyrics, but we're really believe- that it really is our prayer that we really do want to see God's kingdom come, God's will be done in our city. And so if you have your Bibles, we're just going to look at the first 11 verses of Acts today. Let's go there. I'm going to read it. And uh, I just want to encourage you. This is our second service today. And I know that we've got kids in the room. And sometimes there are moms and dads that are a little bit nervous, like, oh, no, I'm okay. I'll be all right. Trust me, I've had four kids and I can plow through this. So if your kid screams or talks back at me, I might talk back at them, but I'll be all right. And so... uh, we're going we're gonna to go there. Acts chapter 1. Here we go. Uh, if you've got your Bibles, verse 1 says this. In my former book, Theophilus. So here's Luke. And Luke wrote the gospel of Luke. And now this is like part two as he writes out the book of Acts. I wrote about all that Jesus began to do and to teach until the day he was taken up to heaven. After giving instructions through the Holy Spirit to the apostles he had chosen. After his suffering, he presented himself to them and gave many convincing proofs that he was alive. Can you say alive? He appeared to them over a period of 40 days and spoke about the kingdom of God. On one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them this command. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gifts. So you're going to wait for the gift my father promised which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Then they gathered around him and asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom of Israel? He said to them, it's not for you to know the times or dates the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And after he said this, he was taken up before their very eyes and a cloud hid him from their sight. They were looking intently up into the sky as he was going when suddenly two men dressed in white stood beside them. Men of Galilee, they said, why do you stand here looking into the sky? This same Jesus who has been taken from you into heaven will come back in the same way that you've seen him go into heaven. Father, in Jesus' name, we ask, Lord, that you would help us in our day, in our season, follow Jesus. We ask, Holy Spirit, come and fill us completely. Lord, we ask that the mission of Jesus would take place through God's people in Kansas City in 2020. God, we ask, Lord, that our dream would be the dreams of God. Lord, we pray that you would help us 
Not pursue <laughs> what we want, but pursue what God wants in Kansas City. We honor you and we love you. And Radiant said, amen. 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 Uh, I had a ministry friend of mine text me this week. Is 2020 even real? Is this a dream? Is this really happening? <laughs> I had another friend of mine that I talked to just this week. He said, he's 48 years old. He said, David, in all my years of ministry, this has been the hardest month of my life. He said, this has been the most challenging ministry month I have ever experienced in my life. And I was just thinking about you and I and the call of God that's on our lives. Every single one of us have a ministry call on our lives. Every one of us have an assignment that God has on our life. And our church has an assignment that God has for us. There's something that God wants to do through you. There's something that God wants to do through me. There's something that God wants to do through Radiant Church in Kansas City. You all have a ministry assignment. And I think for all of us, we could be kind of asking the question, is 2020 even real? Is, is, this, is this not a, a challenging season? I think about just the conversations that I've had with my family around the table as we've walked through so many challenging things in our nation and in our city. And it's a time where we're desperately wanting to be the light of Jesus. We're desperately wanting to not pull back. And I think it's in a moment like this that we become more dependent on God than we've ever been. I think it's easy for us to, and tempting for us to try to find our own strength. But I want to encourage you today in Acts chapter one, we have this language from Jesus to walk in the power of the Holy Spirit. I remember talking to a missionary who was visiting America from Africa and he had spoke at our church and I, it was a large church. And so I was excited to just kind of have that moment where you go, Hey, kind of cool this great church. I mean, we had, you know, lots of cool people and I'll never forget him just saying, it's amazing how much Americans can do without the power of God. Yeah. And I just remember being convicted. I just remember just thinking, wow. And I know that sounds kind of life sucking and not life giving, but there is a hint of like, is there real hunger? Is there real desperation? Is there real total dependence on God? Or are we just full of activity? And I think it'd be cool for us to look at Acts chapter one today and just begin to ask the question, God, what do you want to do through me that is not my striving? That is not my attempt to just do something for God. The great commission is not what we can do for God, it's what we can do with God. The great commission is God at work through his people. And our temptation is to just run, just strive, just have a few ideas and a few truths that we live by instead of really walking in relationship and having the power of God at work inside of us. And so I don't know what you're feeling and what you're experiencing. I don't know what conversations you're having with your kids and in your marriage and with your parents. But I think this is a season for us to become more and more dependent and say, God, even though this season feels overwhelming, even though this, this season, this time in our city and in our nation has the temptation to be to be so overwhelming that you don't even want to do anything. And, and there's some people that, that it's the opposite. There's some people that you look at, you, you feel overwhelmed by purpose because you look, you look at the great need and you see so much opportunity. And there's others that just feel like I, I can't do anything. There's just too much. 
And I just want us today to just begin to ask, not what can I do out of my own strength or what can I do in doing nothing, but instead saying, God, what do you want to do through me? God, what, if I'll just be willing or Jesus language here is receive. I'll just receive, God, what do you wanna do? What does it look like? And I just wanna encourage you that my guess is that you're not the first one to feel overwhelmed by the ministry call of God on your life. And though this is a dark season, the church of Jesus Christ has gone through many challenging seasons. It's not just us. I was thinking about even this moment when Jesus is talking to the disciples. And Luke gives us a little bit in Luke 24. Matthew gives us some in Matthew 28. It's called this, the Great Commission. And, and Jesus says in Matthew 28, he says, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Therefore, you go into all the world and make disciples of all nations. Baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Teach them to obey everything I've commanded you. Surely I'm with you to the end. And I was just thinking about, you talk about a potentially overwhelming assignment. Hey, go into all the world and teach them everything I've taught you. <laughs> okay, God, <laughs> that's a lot. And I was just thinking about the possibility if you're, one of the fishermen from Galilee, or if you're a tax collector like Matthew, if you're a zealot, if you're one of the people that Jesus is called to be a disciple, then he gives you this big commission and tells you to go into all the world and do this. Your greatest strength is not like, what's up? I got some fishing skills. I got some tax collecting skills. I'll put it to work. No, no, no. You're wholly dependent on, what's that thing about you're gonna be with us? What's that promise? And that's the Acts 1-8 promise right here, where Jesus says, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses. A witness is someone who talks about what they've seen and what they've heard. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth, which is here, there, everywhere. It's you are my witnesses. And as we enter into this season of challenging ministry opportunities. We have a great opportunity. This isn't the moment just to survive. This is the moment to let God be at work through us and for us to not strive in what we can do, but the church of Jesus Christ moves forward when God's people fulfill God's purposes with God's power, not our own. And you have a purpose. Our church has a purpose. And if you just kind of go, I'm gonna grip my teeth and do some good things, that's very different than what Jesus is talking about, where he's talking about uh, be filled with the Holy Spirit. And and it's actually God at work through you. So there's some things that we can accomplish in our own strength, but it pales in comparison to what we can do with God's strength. Your power is weak, but God's power is big. And so we want to be what Jesus calls us to do right here, be totally dependent on his power. I want to invite you to just ask the question, what am I doing in my own strength? And what is God inviting me to do on with his power, not my own? What would it look like for me to wait on him, verse four, and then receive the Holy Spirit and walk in the power of God? What could it look like? And you won't know that unless you, unless you actually have relationship and say, I, I, I want relationship with God. Holy Spirit, I want you to come and speak to me. 
I want you to be at work inside of me. But if you'll do that, if you'll have that kind of relationship, instead of just kind of being a good person, but have that relationship with God, you'll, the Holy Spirit will lead you. You'll walk into some supernatural activity and you'll be bored to death with Christianity that's powerless because you'll experience God at work and you'll love it and you'll, you'll actually accomplish more. When I was 12 years old, uh, our family lived in Oklahoma City and it was my job to mow the yard and I was extremely small and my dad was extremely cheap and my dad had bought a mower for us that cost $19.95 at Sears. It was a mower, $19.95. <laughs> You're like, oh, two grand. That's a normal mower. No, no, no. $20 mower. It did not have a motor. It was just the kind that was like metal on metal, just spinning. Yeah. I were like, what is that? 1925. Like, I don't even know. And I, since I was so short, I would push the mower like this. <laughs> and I hated that mower because every Saturday I would stare at our massive yard and just be like, I hate life. This is impossible. And then one day he broke down and bought one of those mowers that have an engine. And all of a sudden, for the first time, I had power. And you know what? Same yard, different experience, right? Here's my point. Listen, you've got an assignment that God's got on your life. You've got something that God's called you to do. And if you'll tap into the power source, the same God that gave the great commission to some disciples, we're, we're walking in the great commission right now. So they experience it a couple thousand years later, we're still taking the gospel to every part of the world. We're still going into the world and making disciples. But here's the secret. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses. You'll be someone who talks about what they've seen and they've heard. It's hard to be a witness when you haven't seen much or heard much. When you're not with them much, when you don't know them much, you end up just kind of like smiling and being a good person. That's different than relationship where you're like, I, 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 I've seen, I've, I've, I've experienced, I'm walking with him. I know that he's good and he's speaking to me and I'm walking with me. He wants some, he wants to use me. And all of a sudden it's just like, you got some power. You got some strength looking at the same yard, looking at the same assignment on your life. And for us as a church, if we just say, Hey, let's gather together. Let's do some services. Let's hang out together, do some church. It's all right, but it's, a, it's an old school push mower. When we have the power of God at work inside of us, when we gather together and we are a people that wait on him, verse four, or that waited on the Holy Spirit. And I think that's a, a real part of our responsibility. We wait on God and then receive, not force. I just wait, Holy Spirit, what do you want to do? God, I'm yours. And then just take that step of obedience just do what he's called you to do. And you step into God activity rather than your activity. And you start to go, ah, God is real. God does use me. I do have an assignment. And you actually begin to enjoy your assignment. And I just think about this, this great commission. It's, it's a co-mission. It's not your mission. It's, it's a co-mission. It's, it's God's mission. He's using you. So sometimes we just say, let me just kind of do my part, live a good life. Oh, that's so boring compared to, I'm going to listen to God. I've got an assignment. And when I've got the power of God, 
I can accomplish whatever he's called me to. And so I just want us to just kind of get that vision. What would it look like? What would it look like for you to wait on God, for you to receive like we read about here, and then just wait, listen, receive. And my hope is, is that each one of us will become hungry and desperate for the power of God. Like you go, I can't, I can't live without God's power. I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm honestly bored without God at work. I, 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 love, I know that he works today and I know that he does miracles and God uses his people to be witnesses today. God's still using his people powerfully in proclamation in word, in deed, in lifestyle. When we read the book of Acts, it's God at work. And I know I I start talking about power and some people kind of get scared. You're like, oh no, power of God. That kind of freaks me out. You've seen a preacher on TV or a small group that freaked you out or a book that you didn't like or somebody who just was so strange and weird and they're all the power people. And so the temptation is because you connect it to that one experience or that one person or that one book or that one TV show for you to just punt on the power of God and just back up. But I wanna invite you to take the word of God and just pray and read Acts, read through the stories. Look at what Jesus said to his disciples. Think about what God wants to do today. And instead of disassociating because there are real people and everybody, they're... There's so many weird people, it's crazy. There's so many weird preachers, I know. It's, it's true. We, almost all of us have had experiences like that. But don't let that be the reason why you don't say, I'm gonna walk in the power of God. I wanna receive. And I'll, if Jesus said it, I want it. I want the fullness of what he has for me. I wanna accomplish the assignment that he has for me. It's so easy for us to just connect it to some bad experience, some strange person, some blogger, some preacher, somebody. When I was a kid, uh, like five years old, um, I've told you this many times, but I'm a triplet. And so I've got two triplet sisters and uh, we, my dad was a pastor. And so uh, we had ladies in our church that would make uh, clothes, make clothes, yes, make clothes um, for the triplets. And so the girls would have a dress and then in the same material, they would make a shirt for me. And um, so then I walked around matching my sisters quite frequently. And, uh, and so I started as a, as, a, as a little kid, I desperately wanted to prove to the world that I was a dude because then everybody would say, uh, oh, you have triplets. And they would say, do they all look alike? And you're like, <laughs> like I'm a guy, you know? And so like, it's like trying to prove to the world, what's up? I'm a dude, what's up? You know, that's kind of one of my big passions in life. And, um, and I'll never forget, uh, what my sisters, they loved strawberry ice cream and strawberry ice cream was pink. And so I loathed strawberry ice cream. I only ordered chocolate and I just walked away from pink ice cream because pink ice cream personified feminine to me. And since they liked it, I wasn't gonna be connected to it, right? And so I went many years missing out on strawberry ice cream. Turns out strawberry ice cream's not that feminine. I mean, you can be a guy and still eat it, and it's fine. <laughs> I think that for many of us, though, we've got, we've got some kind of experience, some, something, and we say, I'm going to just disapp- di- disassociate, disconnect from something. And when we sing God of Revival, you've got a reason. Well, I don't know. 
Ah. But I want to invite you just to have, in this next season, in this summertime, let's just, let's just look at the book of Acts with just fresh eyes and just say, God, would you do a fresh work inside of me? I want, I want, I want the power of the Holy Spirit at work inside of me. I don't want to live with the Holy Spirit being just a subject. I want to know. I want to fellowship with the Holy Spirit. I want to be a person that walks closely with the Holy Spirit. And every single one of us, all of us, we all get to walk in the power of the Spirit. And we all, all of us. So sometimes we think, no, that's for somebody else. No, it's for everybody. It's, it's an all play. It's an all skate. It's all of us. We all have the opportunity to go, I want to live with the power of God. So don't think it's just, it's just for that, that person that talks about it all the time. Just, just ask, just between you and God, just begin to ask him, Lord, what do, you, what do you want to show me? What does it look like for me to be someone who walks with the Holy Spirit? Because even when we read the book of Acts, what we see is we see God at work. So it's, so it's people that are working, but it's God at work through people. And we're going to find this over and over again. In Acts 1, 24, it says, Then they prayed, Lord, you know, the, you know everyone's heart. Show us which of these two you have chosen. So here's just a little story in Acts 1. We're still in chapter 1, where it's like, okay, they're going to replace Judas. And they're asking God, what do you want to do? What, what, if, we, what if we took that approach? What if, what if we took the pro- approach that God wants to be at work through us? And so we're just going to wait and listen and then obey. Oh, I need the power of God for that. God, I need you. Come have your way. And every single one of us can say, I'll do it. I'll wait and not my way, your way. Look at little tiny. That seems like, if you think about like all through the book of Acts, there's all these moments where they just see God at work through human beings, through normal people. And so sometimes we can just say, I feel like it's easy for us to just kind of minimize that and just say that's, that's kind of for somebody else. But let's just, let's just kind of narrow in and just begin to say, what if our life was trying to listen like we see these disciples trying to listen? I just love even the way it says in, in chapter two, it says, and the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. I'm just thinking about our church. Okay, so God at work through his people, the Lord added daily those who were being saved. It's God, it's God at work, but it's through people. So we can read Acts and know that great commission and they had great need for the Holy Spirit to do the great commission. And we today, we still have great need for the power of God in order to fulfill the great commission. But not less, we need, we need it for us to be a witness, for us to say it, for us to take it to our world. And so even, uh, when I was a kid, the newsletter at our church was Acts. So the name of it was Acts 1989, Acts 1990, Acts 1991, Acts 1992. And the idea was, we're still, God, God is still at work. It's the book of Acts in the present tense. And so imagine if, if you just begin to slow down and say, okay, I, I want, I want the, the promise of the Holy Spirit Take a presency in me. Holy Spirit, I want you. I want the power of God. And we as God's people, walking with God's power, can accomplish whatever assignment that he has for us. But assignments are real. 
Like, and assignments are often hard. And, and I'm just saying that because I know we're coming out of this hard season. And so a lot of us are like, this is so hard. This is so hard. And I, it is hard. I thought it was hard until I was reading this and I was reading, I was just putting myself in the text this week. And I began to think about, I think, I think people face a lot of hard things for a long time. I mean, imagine James in this, and he gets an assignment. Jesus saying, okay, I want you to go. You'll receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on me. You're gonna be my witness, James. And in Acts 12, he's martyred. Like he loses his life. Like we read about Peter. We re- I mean, it's, it's, hard. it's got some, some assignments that are long and challenging. And so I just think that we're, we're encouraged when we say, okay, God's got a real assignment for me. And... There might be some days or some seasons or some pandemics (laughs) where it's hard. But my strength is not in my grit that says I can make it. My strength comes from, all right, the power of God is at work inside of me. The Holy Spirit resides inside of me. The Holy Spirit comes on and it's through his power, not by my strength, but by his, not by my power, but through his And it's through his power inside of me that I can endure and I can fulfill the assignment, the call of God on my life. Can you imagine right now you have an assignment? Like just, like you're not done until you finish your assignment. Sometimes I think it's easy for us to say, all right, I gave my life to Jesus and now I'm just kind of going to marinate, hanging out. But there's going to be a moment where we stand before God. And and, and we all want to stand before God and have finished the assignment that he has for us. And here, Acts chapter one, I mean, you look at the disciples and they've been walking with Jesus, but their assignment's not done. And I just want to encourage you. You've said yes to Jesus in salvation, but your assignment's not done. You've got a call. There's an assignment on your life. (laughs) Assignments take time. When I was in seminary, I would take these uh, modular classes in Los Angeles and so I'd fly in, spend a week in LA. And it was kind of nice because it was LA. It was this class, right? Um, sometimes you go to the beach or Disneyland at night. It was just, it was easy. It was fun. But the assignments all came due about six weeks later. And it was loads of work. And I'm just, I know this is, I, I, think, I think sometimes it's easy for us to be like, oh, this is, this is it's all a party. But, but we've got this incredible assignment in front of us that we're a part of. You and I, we're, when, we, when we're singing the song about he's the God of the city and God of revival, we've got a big job to do. We've got a big opportunity. And on our own strength, we'll fall. We can't, we can't do it on our own strength. Are you kidding me? But with God's power, I mean, who knows? And I just, I just think it's good to look at that and look at, okay, this assignment, it's long but I've got just this window of time to be faithful in it. I need the power of God to accomplish it. I want to be someone who receives Holy Spirit, walks, you will receive power. These disciples, most commentators think that they were asking about military power and Jesus responds with, you're gonna receive spiritual power. Sometimes it's easy for us to say, hey, if, if I can get all of the military powers to be right, then I'll be okay instead of where Jesus comes back and goes, you're gonna receive power when I, when God, when God comes, the Holy Spirit, the Father's gonna send 
The Holy Spirit comes and resides inside of you. And we've got just however old you are, however many decades left, but it's quick. It's that fast. And this is our time. This is our opportunity. I mean, we just got it compared to history. It's just a breath. It's so quick. When we were planning this church, Renata and I moved here and before we'd started, posted it on Facebook. And one of my dad's buddies is in his seventies, has formerly served in ministry here in Kansas City. And he just wrote on my Facebook wall, he wrote, it's your turn to point Kansas City to the king. And it's language that you can feel. It's quick. It's your turn. Friends, it's our turn. We got however many decades. It's going to go quick. And when you look at an assignment, every time someone has an assignment, in order to do something of value, you have to turn away from some good things in order to do a great thing. And I think a part of our assignment is to just say, I'm going to turn down some of the things I could do so that I can do what's going to last in eternity, so that I can fulfill my assignment, so I can, I can take this assignment that Jesus gave. You're going to be my witnesses. So that's more important than my fun. Yeah. And that's our temptation. Our temptation is just, let's just, it's just, let's just, let's just dumb this thing down. Let's just decrease our expectation, kind of live for now, a little bit of fun, a little bit of comfort. But if you, if you live that way, you don't have the fulfillment that God has for you the power that God has for you, or even in eternity, the privilege to say, I finished the race. I fulfilled the assignment. My teenage son is currently in summer school. And in order to uh, take the class that he's taking, he's saying no to a lot of other things he could be doing. Why? Gonna finish a lot of assignments and I think we have an assignment and it does require, <sighs> I'm going to say no to these things in order to finish what God has, to, to fulfill what God has for me. But here's the amazing piece. When it's God at work and you have the power of God inside of you and it's a mission, it's the co-mission, I'm, I'm at work with God, then honestly, I mean, other things pale in comparison. And that's one of the things that's so amazing when I, I watch so many of you in this season. You did Zoom prayer meetings, small groups, and served our city. And one of the best things that we can do right now is just say, okay, God, I'm gonna stop, listen. I want the power of God inside of me. And that power gives me the strength to finish my assignment. So if you feel overwhelmed, feel like, oh, this is so hard. You're not alone. If you wake up in the morning and it's like, I don't even know if I want to get out of bed because this is so hard. You're not alone. But in your own strength, you don't have much. But if you'll wait, receive. God grants power and you'll find God at work. And with God at work, you can endure even this. You can make a difference even during this time. And you don't have to pull back in this time. No, no, no. 
you can walk close and be able to accomplish. And I got a dream. I got a dream that we would fulfill our assignments as individuals, as families, and as a church. And it will not happen in our own strength. But if we have the power of God, unstoppable church, if we have the power of God, we can sing God of revival and have it not be ethereal. It can be, yes, we're seeing it. We're seeing people come to know Christ. We're serving our city. We're seeing broken hearts, weary people find life in God. And that's my prayer. My prayer is that this summer we see God at work in Kansas City and that when we dream about 2020 being a year of harvest, that we would see God do it. Will you stand with me and will you just place your hand on your heart and let me pray for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before you and we just ask, Holy Spirit, come fill us completely. We're so eager, so desiring to be what you've called us to be in our city, in our time. It's our turn. We got this window of time. So we ask, Lord Jesus, that we wouldn't be tripped up stay close. And I pray, I pray for the power of the Holy Spirit. I pray for every man and every woman here, every young adult. We just say, Holy Spirit, you're welcome here. Have your way in us. We ask, Lord, that we would be a church filled with the power of God. Not an empty shell, not a form of religion, but no power. No, we want relationship that leads to dynamic power of God among God's people to fulfill the purpose of God in Kansas City. If you're here today and you feel, man, I need to give my life to God. I'm the Lord of my life and I don't want to be the Lord of my life. I want to give my life to Jesus. I just want to invite you just to pray this prayer. Whether you're here in the house or you're watching online, just say, Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus. I give you my life. I don't want to go my way. I want to go yours. Save me. I give my life to you. I want to follow you. Change me. Give me new life in Christ Jesus. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, we as a church, we're committed to you and helping you on your journey with Jesus. We want to help you get connected to a small group and resources. And we don't have a connection card here today, but if you did make that decision, if you're watching online, we encourage you just right there on the website. If you would let us know that you gave your life to Jesus. If you're here in the room, I'd I'd encourage you just to go ahead and email us uh, yes at radiantchurchkc.com right there from your phone. Let us know that you gave your life to Jesus. We'd love to connect with you.